Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie and his staff are committed to providing excellent customer service and making sure your experience is simple, transparent, and fair. Visit Impex Pre-Owned today. Conveniently located off I-26 on Asheville Highway. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Impact's pre-owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impact's pre-owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and impactspreowned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on a spring-like Saturday morning with uh, flowers blooming everywhere and uh, I think I'm actually a little overdressed. I'd be here with my flannel shirt on, but uh, it's uh, short-sleeve weather right there, I believe, and uh, glad to have y'all all listening. Good morning, Gregory. That's good morning. I hate like I meant to be here last week, but we had a had a bad death in the family, and I wasn't able to make it. But uh, I understand y'all had a good show, and uh, but I'm glad to be back here today. Like I say, yesterday I think it got up, didn't get up to eighty degrees yesterday. Yeah, it was really nice out there. I mean, it was nice, nice. Yeah, but uh, we here today, and we got uh, a little bit of a of abbreviated show. Yeah, it's uh, we're going to get cut off 35 minutes early for Presbyterian football. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Perry. How you doing? Doing good. Uh, wish the sun was shining, but it's a little cloudy, but it's still warm, and we're still going to have a little bit of racing going on locally. Yeah. Um, well, it feels like springtime in here because I see they got the thermostat on 75 degrees. That's a little, a little toasty. <laughs> well, Somebody must have been cold. We'll move at it, break. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we um, uh, got a good show for you this morning, I hope. We've got Bill, uh, Dustin Bigsby. See, I wanted to call him Bill Bigsby because you keep doing it. Yeah. But Dustin Bigsby, who is the um, vice president of marketing and promotions for the Atlanta Motor Speedway. And he's going to tell us all about what they've got going on next week for the uh, Foles of Honor 500. And he's got always uh it's almost like memorial day the way they honor the veterans and the the flag of our country and everything down there so we'll have uh we'll have him on there at 11 o'clock of course deb williams will come on at 10 40 and alan's gonna tell us what's going on locally at 10 20 and if it's anything like the video he sent me last week it's a good bit of action over there at cherokee last week there's a whole lot of racing going on <laughs> they was uh, piling up at the finish line and uh, fisticuffs in the pits, and I didn't. You, did, you said Mr. Wilson didn't have anything to do with it. No, I think Mr. Wilson. He kind of sits up in that grandstand. He kind of keeps, you know, which it gets on in grandstands too, ever so often. I want to thank uh, Lanny McKinney for all he does for us, running our uh, Facebook page and the uh, Budmore Engineering website, and I'll drop the. Um, flash drive off after the show today, Lanny, because uh, 
we're not recording it in the studio today. And as I said, we do have a short show with uh, Presbyterian football coming on at 1130. So uh, we're going to get out of here about 1125. Alan, uh, Greg, we had another, to me, I mean, he, as you said, he dominated the race pretty much. But still, Greg Larson, Greg. Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson. Man, what is it with me this morning? Kyle Larson, he, uh, I mean, he's sort of another surprise winner if you ask me. I mean, he got kicked out of racing last year, so it sort of uh, kept him from winning any races. But, you know, when he was with that uh, um, Ganassi car, I didn't always think of him as likely to win. I don't know how often we ever picked him, but, uh, and of course, he took over that car from Montoya. But I tell you what, last week, it looked like that five was back uh, back in business. Yes, it did. He, uh, Everybody was talking about he's on that high side, but from what I seen, he was right on the bottom of that racetrack, right in the middle of him turns, and he was he was getting on with the program there. He was, and you know, if we, if we look back in time, uh, we know that uh, you know that Kyle Larson got got in some trouble, and he got punished, and 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 everything. And but Nelson said that within a year, year and a half, they'd figured that was enough because that was an accident. Even though it was bad, uh, but uh, he said all on a good team which would pick him up, pick him up, and he's running. Yep, and uh, kind of like you said, Hendricks pick, picked him up, and you see what was on the side of that car, HendricksCars.com. dot com. So uh, I believe he might be picking him up him some more sponsorships after last Sunday's deal. Yeah, they. Uh, uh, Nelson was the first one I heard say, you know, that he's probably going to come back. And when he told me that, I was I was kind of surprised. I was too because that, that it was, was fresh in our minds. And I said, oh, they, he he might get blackballed forever, but uh, th- that wasn't the case. And somebody's got him a good driver. And the whole time last year, he was running short tracks, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Uh, he's running on dirt and doing good on dirt. Too. Yeah. And uh, but like he's talking about coming back. Uh, it seems like a lot of these times, once these drivers do lose their first ride and go to their second ride, they actually do better. Look at Joey Logano. Everybody thought whenever he went to Joe Gibbs in the 20 car that he was going to be the best thing. They called him Slice Bread. Yep. And uh, until he moved over to that Penske over there in that 22 car, that's where he started, you know. He became a champion. He became a champion. Yeah. Sweat. And, and, I mean, that's just the way. I mean, don't get me wrong. You... Kevin Harvick sitting there took over for Dale Earnhardt. He won a few races, but he didn't win like he did once he went over to the four car. Right. Once he went to the four car, I mean, he done he he was under a ton of pressure because uh, he was replacing Earnhardt, which that's some awful big shoes to try to fill. And he won right out of the box. And he won right out of the box and had some good runs. But it seemed like once he got from out from underneath that and into a second ride, just like Allen saying, and yeah, he. He had to set out a year, but he gets the job done. Yes, Figured any way, way you like him or don't like him or whatever. Well, but, I think Hendrick's car is a little better. I mean, would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I, I would say overall, maybe not every weekend, but uh, I'd say overall the five's better than the forty-two. But um, anyway, he was running good last week. That's for sure. He led a uh, hundred and three laps and. That was by far more than anybody else. And while I'm looking at it here, the uh, results from that race, and that was the 
Pennzoil 400 presented by Jiffy Lube that they ran at Las Vegas. Kyle Larson was your winner. Second was Brad Keselowski. How'd we do with our, our picks? <laughs> we're, we're 0 for 28. <laughs> <laughs> you think? You mean none of us have picked the winner yet? Not this year. We're, uh, I mean, that, that's common for me, but I mean, that ain't common for y'all. Well, it's, uh, and we got some, uh, I mean, Deb's supposed to really know what's going on here, and she's, uh, she's just as off as the rest of us. But anyway, uh, Kyle Larson was the winner. Brad Keselowski was second. Kyle Bush was third. Fourth was Denny Hamlin. So you got a whole bunch of Gibbs cars up there, two of them, two of the first four finishers. Ryan Blaney was fifth. Martin Truex, sixth in another Gibbs car. Christopher Bell was seventh. And guess what? He drives a Gibbs car. Eighth was William Byron, ninth, Joey Logano, and tenth, Eric Jones and Richard Petty's car. So that was kind of a surprise to see uh, him finish that high up. The uh, uh, point standings after last week, of course, now your race winners. We've got four people with one win each, and uh, but they're, uh, they're uh, ranked by the number of uh, stage points they've received so far. So Kyle Larson's Got a previous win and 147 stage points, and he is the points leader. Second is Christopher Bell. Third, Michael McDowell. And fourth, William Byron. And those guys all have one win and will be in the playoffs. Fifth is Denny Hamlin. Sixth, Brad Keselowski. Seventh, Chase Elliott. Eighth, Joey Logano. Ninth, Kevin Harvick. Tenth, Martin Truex. Eleventh is Kurt Busch. Twelfth, Austin Dillon. Thirteenth, Ryan Priest. 14th, Ryan Blaney. Uh, I'm sorry, 14th, Kyle Bush, 15th, Ryan Blaney, and 16th, Chris Busher. So, uh, they're, uh, we'll, we'll just have to see if we get another not-so-often winner again this week. They are going to be at Phoenix, and they actually ran an ARCA race there last night, and let me just go over the results of it real quick. And, uh, speaking of Gibbs, Ty Gibbs won it. He's, uh, they're, uh, they're talking about him. Uh, I know you're familiar with this name, Greg. Tim Steele that used to dominate all the Arco oh, yeah. races. Yeah, And uh, almost drove for y'all one time till he got hurt at Atlanta. But uh, they're talking about Ty Gibbs being another Tim Steele. You know, he just, everybody else is running for second. Uh, yeah. But Gibbs was the winner, Ty Gibbs. Corey Heim was second. Thad Moffitt third. Kyle Sieg fourth. And Derek Krause, fifth. Now, they had a huge pileup on the first lap of that race that took out a whole bunch of them, including uh, Gracie Trotter, who I criticized rather uh, harshly at Daytona because she spun that guy out. And I think it yep. was her teammate. She wouldn't. She bumped him in the turn and wouldn't let him get, wouldn't give him room to straighten out. So I'm still harping on something about a month ago. But uh, I don't know that she caused a wreck, but. There's uh, four guys here, four, four guys and gals uh, that uh, didn't even complete a lap. So that's the way the, the ARCA race went last night. It was on MAV TV, and I told you I had MAV TV, but I couldn't find it last night. I was looking for it. The uh, ARCA points, as Corey Heim is first, he was second last night. So he's he's got a win, and he's still up there. Ty Gibbs second, Drew Dollar third, Kyle Sieg is fourth, and Thad Moffitt is fifth. Thad, of course, is uh, Richard Petty's grandson, I think. Something like that. Do you have something you wanted to say there, Alan? Uh, that Ty Gibbs, he, uh, he's on his way up that ladder. I that, mean, uh, I, he seems like whatever he jumps over in, 
He jumped over in the truck, one in the truck, jumped over in the bush car, or I say Xfinity car now. Yeah. And uh, one in it, so uh, it looks like somebody's going to be coming up that ladder pretty fast. Oh, they're going to, and, and uh, uh, one of our guests we're going to be talking to, me and him were talking about how, you know, what it ain't quite like the good old days, but uh, he said one thing about it, these guys that's filling the shoes and them good cars, he said they can run. He said there might be a lot of simulators involved, but rule of thumb, most of them all were in sprints and stuff when they was little, and these guys are good race drivers, kind of pretty young. But the, the stopwatch shows it, so what do you you know? You can't argue with the stopwatch. Yeah, uh, I want to say good morning and uh, best wishes to Ronnie Black, a member of our cast here. Ronnie uh, did a a sports event last week on the public address system and uh, got a little bit under the weather. I don't think that it's related. Uh, to the event he did, but uh, Ronnie's a little under the weather this morning. I was sort of hoping he might could join us, but he's not. Maybe we'll get him next week. Uh, we'll uh, just wish him the best and hope that he recovers. I think he's uh, um, going to be just fine. Uh, uh, what would you say, Greg? Yeah, well, anyway, I, I just want to make a statement that, uh, you know, we, we, we lost uh, uh, a family member this week. And I just want to give you know give credit. Bill one of Daddy's youngest brothers was very close to him, and then we lost a man that worked for us for a long time. That used to be Kyle Petty's crew chief. Worked with Kelly Girl, got Linda Ferrer and those guys going, and Janet Guthrie, and worked for us off and on several times. That's what Kenny and uh, mechanic, but uh, Raymond Kelly did pass away a couple of days ago, and. Uh, he could do anything. And uh, I don't know. I remember when he left, you know, we were talking about that deal. You were talking about it, and Alan said, well, he was headed up Junior. No, he or Junior, Junior. Yeah, he was headed to Petty's whenever Mike was headed to Junior's. That's right. And he didn't like it up there too much to Petty's, so that's when he come down with us. And he fit right in with me and Daddy. So... Uh, a super guy. Yep. Way old do anything. Always Pretty smiling. Easy. Always had a good outlook. Had a very good attitude. You know, you got to have it sometimes in racing. You get that attitude and it, it just kind of flows through the garage area. You get, you get negative vibes in that garage area and it just shows everywhere. Yeah. And Raymond was a good people person too. I see it. And you got to have that in his business. Whether you're a crew chief or a driver or what. It's a little hard to get along. You can't get by being John McEnroe too long, not not in racing. John McEnroe, boy, you you pull that one out of the, out of the way back machine. Oh, he was he, he was good. But I think he's cussed CBS that time uh, live on the first round or something. Said if you don't move that camera over there, when I win this thing, I ain't gonna give you no post right, post game interviews. And he clearly won it and everything. The guy's gonna do their interview. Just throwed his head up, walked right on by. I think he gives the officials a hard time, kind of like Bud did, didn't he? Uh, <laughs> Alan, that is a pretty good comparison. You didn't have to go quite that far, but yeah, that is a good comparison um, for people that know the sword like you do. But yeah, that's that's he kind of puts officiators sometimes the, to they the need. Max. Yeah, um, I don't know if anybody out there has caught this. Uh, I think Ronnie's the first one that told me about this comedy series they were coming out with called The Crew. And uh, actually, I don't even know 
where to find it. I will find out because uh, I stumbled onto it last night trying to find the ARCA race. And uh, I watched the first four episodes. And it's about this fictional Bobby Spencer racing team in Charlotte. And uh, it's a comedy. And the first one, I think I might have rolled my eyes more than I cracked a smile. But uh, I watched the first four episodes and actually... um, by the fourth episode, I, I think I had chuckled a couple of times, and uh, it's it's not bad. I mean, I, I I still never have seen Talladega Nights because no. Well, I was so disgusted with the previews and and all the talking heads on Fox, you know, back then. Well, there's Waltrip's gone, but Mike Joy's still there. You know, they'd all come mm-hmm. on and say what a great movie it was, and this, that, and the other. And they had my Reynolds. And uh, yeah. but but you know, I didn't. Uh, um, I didn't like the previews. I just thought it was ridiculous, and you can call me an old whatever you want to. That's fine. I can take it. But uh, I sort of thought this would be the same thing, and I really can't compare it to Talladega Nights since I've never seen Talladega Nights. But um, it was kind of funny. This old guy, I can't think of his name, has uh, uh, first episode, he's given up his race team and turned it over to his daughter, who's a Stanford-educated, you know, no, has been in racing about 25 minutes Well, the rest of them, you know, have been Kevin James, who's the star, <laughs> you know, is the crusty old crew chief. And, uh, you know, he's been in racing all of his life and she's his boss. And it's it's got some funny moments. Uh, you know, anyway, I'm not here to push it. I can't even tell you where to find it. I found it, you know, stumbling around on the Internet last night. But I tell you what, let's do. Um, let's take a break. Take our first break, and we're going to come back and turn it over to Alan, who's going to tell us what all that fighting and crashing was about that he sent me videos of. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Rubens, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome. I never slide. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jamie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
You already know Carolina Driveline is the upstate's leader for custom drive shafts and high-performance racing. But did you know Carolina Driveline also specializes in agricultural and industrial equipment? Carolina Driveline can keep your equipment moving so you're never down for long. And when the work weekends, Carolina Driveline's 37 years of experience can deliver the best in off-road racing and 4x4 solutions. Whether it's your workday equipment, your everyday car, or your weekend 4x4, Carolina Driveline is your high-performance solution. Find out more at carolinadriveline.com. A few years back, when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Founded in 1997, R.J. Rockers is Spartanburg's original brewery and go-to stop in downtown Spartanburg. But R.J. Rockers is so much more than a brewery. It's an entertainment destination with a tap room featuring great food, a weekday hoppy hour, trivia night, live entertainment, and special events throughout the year. Follow Spartanburg's original brewery on social media and rjrockers.com. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And uh, Ronnie must be doing pretty good. He just texted me and said the crew is on Netflix. So uh, that's where that's that's where you can find it. And that is what I was looking at. I was no longer looking for the ARCA race if I was on Netflix. So. Uh, yeah, uh, Alan, you are uh, going to take us up to date on the local stuff. And you well, started early last week by sending me a crash during a well, that's where I'm tune, going and, tune and crash uh, or whatever gonna, it was. We're going to go from dirt racing. We're going to go over to our local drag racing, which is at Greer Dragway. Had their first test and tune over there at Greer Dragway last Saturday. We had Hank on the show. And we had Hank on the show, and we was talking about getting ready over there. And uh about the third set of cars that went down the drag strip was a Mercedes and a new Mustang, and somehow or another, both of them got tangled up about midways down through there and crashed both of them cars on that drag strip, mm. you know. And uh, I said, well, which one are you going to drag up to the top of the hill and push it down the hill and say, well, dog run out in front of me because, <laughs> look here, my brother-in-law, Butch Crump, used to go to Spartanburg Dragway, and the first thing he done is once you got there, you got the screwdriver out and took the tag off your cars. Because then if you drag race, you know, insurance company used to have... Oh, them insurance people, <laughs> them insurance people almost had office at Spartanburg Dragway. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, they used to sit down there and take pictures of the tags that went through, and if they caught you drag racing, they'd catch your insurance out next week oh, yeah, or whatever. You'd, you'd, but, uh, you'd, get real, you'd get a real official eight and later letter that obviously your mama went ahead and opened up because it said something official on it, and you, you'd probably in trouble. But these two boys got tangled up down Greer Dragway, and they had to... They had a mess to clean up down there because it tore the front end off of both of them cars. And uh, I just wonder what this, you know, 
I went home and told my wife or if I went home and told my daddy, uh, I crashed the car. <laughs> what do you do? Some Somebody was scared to go daddy, home. I, I know what was mama's brand new Lincoln, but <laughs> that thing did have some pep to it. And they prorated and was on a run in the eight. Of course, the guy got out of shape and totaled out the car. Maybe I can cut more grass this summer and yep. make up for it. But uh, good luck to Greer Dragway this year. Hopefully, he gets things. I think they got another test in tune today, don't they? I think he had a couple of weeks of it. Yep. And then they're going to start back and got a big show coming on uh, the following week, I think. Yeah. Paid like $5,000 to win over there. So, yep. we'll have Hank back on, give us an update on that. And uh, That's always good to talk to Hank. Yep. And uh, we're going to get around to let's go back to some dirt track racing. We got uh, Cherokee Speedway had their big March Madness last weekend and uh, big two-day deal. And we're going to start off with the Southeastern Limited Late Model. First place went to Brian Mullis. Second place went to Dale Timms. Third place went to Jeremy Steele in the Pure Stock Division. First place went to Ray Hudson. Second place went to Nathan Showtime Pierce. Third went to Dwayne Worley. Going to move over here to the Mid-East Modified. A local guy wins over there most of the time. Stephen Padula, first place. Second, Billy Thompson. Third place, Chris Stowe. And the Thunder Bomber Division. That's where the little fisticuffs got to going. Yeah, that was... After the race, it was in that Thunder Bomber Division. But first place went to Mark Towell. Second place went to Daniel Massey. Third place went to Grant Parr. Fourth went to Madison Hoots. And fifth went to... Preston Dimsdale. Grant Parr, that's uh, up in Boiling Springs, right? Yep, that's uh, Parr's yep. Automotive. Yep. Yep, Norman Parr's. Norman son. Parr, that's yep. right. In the Extreme Four Division, first place went to Chris Meadows. Second place went to Mason Mack. Third place went to Justin Harris. Uh, 602 Thunder Series, first place. One of our local guys, we've had him here on the radio, starting off the year with a win down in Livonia and backed it up again over here. March Madness, his first place went to David Smith. Second went to Brian Mullis. Third went to Cody Overton. And now we're going to move on over here to the Super Late Model Race. Super Late Model Race, boy, they had put on a show over there. And uh, first place, we're going to be looking at uh, Brendan Overton. Second went to John from Davenport, Superman. Third went to Jimmy Owens. Fourth went to a local driver here, Zach Mitchell, driving a Barry Wright House car. And fifth place went to a NASCAR boy, Stuart Friesen. Yep, truck driver. Truck driver. From Canada. Okay. Going to move on down here to the Crucial Street Stock Division. First place went to Chris Ricky Green. Second went to Caleb McLaughlin. Third went to Bradley Weaver. Fourth went to Blake Pryor. Fifth went to Dalton Peavy. And the 604 late models. First place went to Jeremy Steele. Second went to Leighton Sullivan. Third went to Cody Overton. Fourth went to Justin Mintz. And fifth went to Austin Mintz. I believe that'd be two brothers, wouldn't you? Imagine so. I, yeah, good chance of it. Is that any relation to Mintz, the junk man? No, I don't think that is. But uh, he was in racing. He was in racing for a good time. Yeah. You talking about O'Neill Mintz? O'Neill, yeah. I used to see him yep. out at the Peach Blossom. Uh, stock four division over there. First place went to Matt Gilbert. Second went to Logan Ritchie. Third went to Tack Brown. Fourth went to Casey Towell. Fifth went to Austin Brown. Two Brown guys there. We've had them on the show a lot. They in uh, Brown's Roofing down in Union, South Carolina. How about that? Yep. Uh, 
we had a race on uh, Friday night, which was our, I think it was Saturday night, which was at Smoky Mountain. And Chris Madden, he dominated Smoky Mountain up there, but uh, come come sick overnight and was not able to make March Madness. And he uh, posted up on Facebook that he was not going to be able to make March Madness due to illness and uh, was headed to the hospital. I have not heard an update on what's going on with Chris, but hope he's doing better. Yeah, you sure do. We do. Okay, we're going to have some racing going on here tonight. We're going to have uh, Travers Rest opening night. They had an open practice session last night over at Travers Rest and uh, going to start racing this afternoon. Gates are going to open up at 4.30. Drivers meeting is going to be at 6.15, so you need to get on over there in a hurry. Hot laps are going to start up at 6.30. They like to try to get done over there. They kind of got a, I think it's about 11 o'clock curfew over in Greenville County. Stands is going to be $15 to get in the stands. Uh, kids 10 and under are free. And the pits is going to be $30 to get in. Classes that are going to be running over at Travers Rest Speedway, we're going to have Extreme 4, $1,000 to win. We're going to have Thunder Bomber Futures. We're going to have the Pure Stock Division, $1,000 to win. We're going to have the Thunder Bombers, $1,000 to win. Renegade, $1,000 to win. Crate Sportsman, $1,000 to win. And the 602 Crate Lake Models, $1,000 to win. They're passing out some thousands over there. They're they passing out some money around for to lose out there. Yes, they are. And get that thing warmed up. Let's de-stroke de- de- it or something. We was also supposed to have a race Sunday afternoon up at Harris, but uh, they are putting new dirt on the racetrack up there, and they have just posted up that they are going to cancel out tomorrow because they you know we've had a lot of pretty weather they've getting a lot done this is about the first week that we've had without rain so they are trying to get this racetrack ready they're going to try to kick it open next weekend they apologize but uh they said that once they do get started that this track's going to be in good shape and uh re- doing a lot of work around the racetrack as far as the stands and stuff because, you know, Harris is one of our oldest racetracks mm-hmm. we've got. Yeah. You know, I, I just sit back here thinking the other day, I was, I was 15, 16 years old going to Harris. I was earlier than that. Uh, Larry Pearson kind of cut his teeth in up at Harris in the Chevy 2 Nova. Yeah. It had a 283 in it. He did, and I can remember uh, going up there for some dirt track races later on with, with Dale Wilson and some of them. We done, we done a couple live remotes, but the time I remember being at Harris, uh, Perry was there, and we were running either one or two cars, but they was running the cup cars, and Wade was in the lead, but couldn't figure out. They'd come out these cool suits, and Wade's out there, got a short sleeve shirt on. That's going away. We didn't win the race, I think, of bloating engine. <laughs> but, but he didn't have his cool suit on, and, and his wife was getting all excited because he didn't have his cool suit on. But they put it on, it was brand new, and the cold water run down his leg with one of the tubes had busted. <laughs> but uh, Perry might have been up there and seen him run a couple of times, but I do remember that deal. Go ahead, Alan. Right. Finish with the local stuff. So uh, if you don't want to go to Traverse Rest Speedway this evening, you can always go up here to Carolina Speedway. That's up in Gastonia, North Carolina, on Sunday. Uh, they're going to have open practice for any car, rotating divisions from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. But then at 4 o'clock, listen to this, Perry. I'm listening. We're going to start the Carolina Wallbanger 150 Enduros. 100, 150 laps around Carolina Speedway. That's kind of like the Harris 
12 hours. Yeah, I was about to say that sounds like the 12 hours of Harris. So, uh, <laughs> enduro entry fee is $80. And uh, they're talking about uh, however you get your entry fee in is how you're going to be able to start this race. They all currently, they've got 22 as far as got posted up. They hope to have at least 100 cars up there <laughs> for this enduro race on a, a long, I'd say, a, you know, a long three-eighths to a half-mile racetrack up there. It's not quite half, but it would be if you got up on the high side. But, <laughs> but I want you to listen to some. I want you to listen to this right here. First, starting off was Barry Rollins. Second place, Mike Messer. Third was Nelson Chapman. Fourth was Jonathan Lee Chapman. And fifth, James Hilton. Well, you believe in that. <laughs> uh, whenever I seen that, I said, well, I had to give us a little bit of a rundown here because we got another race car driver out here named James Hilton. Well, I noticed the ARCA race has got a Tim Richmond. So uh, I don't think there's any relation there. And uh like to thank uh, some of these people up here. Uh, like I said, in uh, Morton Directional Drilling, He's going to add $100 for the fifth place finisher. Also, uh, Jimmy Jam Pac-Man, he's going to give $20 for six, $20 for seventh, $20 extra for eighth, $20 extra for ninth, and $20 extra for tenth. So if you don't win, sometimes you start looking back here at the back, you're going to make more money. Sometimes it works that way. I remember Prince told Daddy one time, was griping about prize money a long time ago, and Daddy said, well, you need to put more of the money up the front. You need to put more money at the front because we use more because with all this stuff, France says, that's all we remember, bud. You got to have somebody out there to pass. They need to help, too. Well, you know, used to it. <laughs> Daddy didn't say no more. Used to in NASCAR, they used to give a $10,000 bonus for a halfway leader. Oh, yeah. And don't get me wrong, uh, it's about like our one of our guests we had here not too long ago, Darrell Waltrip. He said, I could be back there running fourth or fifth. And Junior said, in two laps, they're going to give away that halfway money. Go on up there and get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got the money laps. You remember we used to have the uh, the clipboards. You know, where you just wrote the stuff down. Now they got the electronic ones. You care to use it or whatever. But if it was a money lap, we put that dollar sign on it. We know that was one that if you're in position, you need to get. Yeah. Get to. Because a lot of times we didn't have radios back in. You just had that clipboard and they just said, uh, here we go, boys. They'd give you about five to go. They'd, they'd, let, they'd let you know. They'd but, run harder, too. That's about <laughs> all we got going locally, except uh, like he's, like I showed you uh, the picture of uh, some little ill feelings after the Thunderbolt race. Like but uh, you're going to have that in racing. Yeah. Especially on the dirt short tracks and everything. Dirt but short, uh, Sometimes you have it in Winston Cup. But you said that was the Thunder Bombers? That was Thunder Aren't Bombers. Aren't those usually uh, youngsters? No, they're they, uh, they pretty old. They just... Uh, <laughs> I thought maybe it was a bunch of 12-year-olds or uh, something. It's usually the grown-ups. The younger <laughs> ones the younger ones can take it. It's, it's, it's the grown-ups that can't. It's like those soccer parents that get, <laughs> get after it. I used to get involved with all of that. Uh, is that what you but, got? But, uh, yeah, they uh, they just had a little deal going down into the first turn. They wanted to make it full wide, and you can't make it through Gaffney full wide on the first lap. I wouldn't think so. I hadn't seen it done yet. Well, I tell you, you were talking about Dale Wilkerson. He used to always, uh, I always felt like he was egging me on because I had a Mustang and uh, a pretty hot one at the time, the one I demolished in Gaffney coming on I-85. 
and uh, had some help. And his brother, Brett Wilkerson, had a Mustang. And they were always, uh, Dale was always trying to get us to go to Greer Dragway and, and have it out. And I said, you know, I can't think of anything good that could come out of that. Even if I won, it might not be good. So uh, I just uh, never considered drag racing my personal car. But uh, that is interesting what you guys are saying about the insurance companies and uh, these local dragsters are getting out there with their <laughs> family cars. That's That's pretty cool. All right, we're going to take a break right now, uh, just a tad early, so we can give Deb Williams more time. So uh, let's take a break and come back and get Deb on here. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jamie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Here comes lunchtime. Do you know that unlike some barbecue places, Bubba's Barbecue and Bash has ribs for lunch every day. Bubba's also has great burgers, pulled pork, calabash chicken, all of your favorite sides, and some of the best sauce around. Top it off with Bubba's famous banana pudding or a slice of pecan pie for dessert, and you'll make Bubba's your barbecue home. Bubba's Barbecue and Bash, 827 West Blackstock Road, just a half mile from Westgate Mall. Have lunch at Bubba's today. Where's the greatest return on your tax dollars? Elite Audio, where we offer the best in car audio, video, navigation, and custom design systems that are one of a kind. If you're like me, you spend a lot of time in your car, so make it safe with hands-free Bluetooth and keep the kids entertained with a mobile video system. The look of your ride is just as important as how it sounds. We also do wheels, tires, and accessories. Over 80 wheels on display at Elite Audio on Asheville Highway in Spartanburg. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and check us out on the web at EliteAudioOnline.com. You dream it, we build it. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads.
Webb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. Good morning, Deb. How are you today? Oh, good morning. Fine, thank you. How about yourself? Great. What could be better than a Credence Clearwater and Deb Williams on at the same time? That was. <laughs> we usually get lousy bumper music, but that was a good one. I had to cut it short. Deb, it's great yeah, to have you on. Um, well, as you can see, we're 0 for 32 picking the winner. So uh, I told you it's uh, it's not as easy as it looks. But you know, well, this, I can tell you, at least we're batting a thousand. We are, but you know, I, as far as I'm concerned. Since uh, Larson wasn't around too much last year, this was still kind of an unusual winner. I mean, and we were talking before you called in that, uh, I mean, my fly, uh, I personally think that this is a, uh, I don't know if it's a whole lot better car, but I think this is a, I think it is a better car than he, than Larson had at Ganassi. And, you know, he uh, since he didn't win last year, as far as I'm concerned, this is four weeks in a row, we've kind of had an unusual winner. Well, you know, everyone expected Kyle to win sometime this year, but no one expected him to win this early, not even Rick Hendrick and not even Kyle himself. So, you know, it was surprising that he won this early. And, of course, it was his first ever cut victory for his crew chief, too. So, right. uh, you know, it, and, of course, when you talk about a better car, you've got to remember that Ganassi uses the Hendrick engine. So, you know, but I, I think you're right. And, of course, Rick talked about in the post-race Zoom conference last week how much it meant to him because not only did it carry the number five, which was the first ever number at Hendrick Motorsports, but more importantly, it carried his late son's colors that he used when he drove in the truck series. Right. It was the same colors team and all. And, Rick said he and his wife, Linda, were watching the race, and when the car took the lead, they looked at each other, and it was just so special to them because of it being uh, their son's, late son's uh, paint scheme. Yeah, well, I mean, he, once he got the lead, he led uh, he led 103 laps, which was by far more than anybody else, and uh, he was, uh, I mean, he was rather dominant, and he's probably going to win some more, so we might have to start considering him when we make our picks every week. Yes, and you know, you're talking about the fact that we haven't picked the winner yet. I think that is just very indicative of to how unusual this season is and how much it's full of surprises. And, of course, Brad Keselowski addressed that during the post-race Zoom conference last week after that race. And he said that, you know, once we get through the Phoenix race this weekend, he thought, it would start looking more like you expect it to look because we'll have a a look now at all the different tracks. You know, the only thing we want to see somebody on is a true short track like a Bristol or a Martinsville or a Richmond. Yeah. But even he talked, even Brad Keselowski talked about what an unusual season it is and it's just totally unexpected. But Kyle Busch brought up something that was rather interesting, of course, with such little practice and qualifying, everyone's having to rely on simulators again like they did last year. And Kyle even mentioned that they have discovered that their simulator is off. And so that could, you know, once they get that dialed in, you might see a difference there in Kyle's car. Well, now, can you, 
expand on that a little bit? How could the simulator be off? I mean, how, what would be what would be off? That's where we need Nelson. Uh, <laughs> we yeah, need Nelson anyway, but yeah, that's a. Uh, yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> we no, do need Nelson. But, but uh, um, I mean, you know, I don't know. I think it kind of caught everyone by surprise. But apparently, what their readings they're getting on their simulator are not quite identical to what they are finding their car or is not working for their car at the racetrack. Yeah. Well, I don't think and Fireball Roberts ever had a problem with his simulator or anything, so uh, no, they're just going to have to rough it. No, we didn't simulators were then unless you were a pilot. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, while we're on the subject so we can uh, have a more freewheeling conversation, let's get our picks out of the way. And uh, Ronnie's already picked Truex, and Lanny has picked Keslowski. Deb, you can go next. I don't want to go out on I'm going to pick Kevin Harvick. Oh, well, okay. Um, Alan had an 11 next to your name. He thought, sure, you were going to pick Ned Jarrett. I'll take, uh, <laughs> I'll take, uh, okay, so he writes. I'd go for that. I like Ned. Uh, who, while you got the mic there, uh, Greg, who do you pick? Uh, let me just think. It's a, it's a short I'm show. i go with that, that Byron. Don't he drive Andrew's car and yeah. run real good? Yeah, let me go with him. All what right, William pick? Byron. That's a different one for Greg. Alan, what do you think? I think I'll go with the two car. No, it's already picked. I'm sorry, 22. Okay, that's his teammate. And I'll go with, uh, I'll stick with uh, the champ, uh, Chase Elliott. So uh, uh, let's, that's eight more cracks at it. We'll see if we can, uh, see if we can pick a winner this week. Deb, uh, I don't think the simulator is going to do them too much good, though, if uh, if they start practicing for Bristol coming up. No, and it's interesting you bring that up, too, because it was mentioned, and I don't remember who noted that, you can't get a simulator right for Bristol because there's so much involvement in there of the different dirt and the kind and how it changes during a race. So I don't think the simulator is going to be much help for the Bristol dirt track race. That's definitely one that everybody... Put a star beside that everyone's looking forward to to see what happens there. Well, now you know you hear so much on these race broadcasts, and like uh, it seems like I heard a lot of it last week in particular, talking about when the sun goes down or the cloud cover comes over. I mean, how can they simulate something like that? Because to hear them uh, talking about it on the, on television, it's it makes a big difference. Uh, actually, you know, in real time, how could a simulator simulate like the track getting rubbered up or? Or, or if it rain washed the rubber away, or the a cloud coming by, you know, I, that's if it if it's such a big deal like they make it out to be, uh, the simulator would be out the window on that completely, wouldn't it? Well, one would think so, but at the same time, there's so much you can program, and the, what they may do is take their notes and program it in as to you know what the changes is were when this happened or that happened because they keep their notes from years back but you know really when it's going to go out the windows next year when we get the next gen car in right and it was uh rather interesting in a zoom conference we had with nascar in bristol and clint boyer and that was you know the reason they decided to go ahead and try the dirt track race this year is because this is the last year of this car and this is the perfect time to do it. Good so point. if it's quite a success, then NASCAR will look at having a dirt track back 
on the season. But Jerry Caldwell Bristol said, you know, the reason they did this is because when they surveyed their fans, that was what their fans kept wanting was a dirt track race. Right. And so this was the perfect opportune time for NASCAR to try it since they're going to the next gen car next year. Yeah, they have no doubt about it. And I know uh, me and Barry and Allen, uh, we've always advocated. They look, they run an ARCA car a couple of times a year on dirt. Why can't we take these cars and put a shaker screen on them, cut the fenders out, and pull out some dirt track sheets, and let's go dirt racing. They used to do it. Hey. I, I, I'm excited about it, but you're right, Deb, with that uh, simulator We've actually got one, and it was one that Nelson put together along with a, a computer friend of ours, mine and Perry's, uh, Larry Burrow. He, and we got a super-duper one. And he says that they got to run the racetrack a couple of times for them to get all the variables right. You know, that's so so you can't really say that the simulator is going to do any good for this race. Next race, they, they can take the Deb, yeah, but Deb's right. They can, they can have cloud cover come over. They got, they got chatter on the it, it, it's unbelievable how real it is. But uh, I'm not a big computer of, I mean, a, a, a big supporter of computers, but it is amazing how they are playing a big factor. You know, when you were talking about putting the screens and flaring the fenders and all, first thing that came to my mind were the changes that had to be made to the cars for the inaugural 600 when you had so many holes and you were having to put screens on the cars to keep the asphalt from flying through the windshields and the radiators. And the gas tanks, as Jack Smith found out in Bud Moore's car, with a yep. seven-lap lead. <laughs> yep. Well, Deb, Alan, uh, this is Alan. I'd like for you to find out, or is Goodyear going to come up with a dirt car, or are they going to let these boys jump over to the Hoosiers like, you know, our super late models do right now? No, I'm sure that uh, Goodyear will come up with the the tire because with the contract that NASCAR has with Goodyear, I can't see them letting another mate come in. Mm. That's a good thought, though. I hadn't even thought of the tire. That's that takes a engineer over here to come up with a tire question. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah that is a good one. But uh, you know, I I can't see them, particularly since Goodyear came out just what a couple of weeks ago that they're buying Cooper tire and. Um, I can't see Goodyear letting someone come in after the tire wars they've had through the years with Firestone and then Hoosier and all and let someone steal their thunder on a dirt track. Yeah, boy, I remember when they had those tire wars. What was that, Alan, about 1988? I mean, they were talking about the 600. They were popping tires that day. Hoosiers was almost a half a second faster than the Goodyears. But the only thing about it is if you qualified on the Hoosier, and you made the race. You had to start. You had to stay with Hoosier. Yeah. So uh, some of them boys back in. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you didn't have the points, and you had to qualify for the race, you was kind of stuck out there on the point of, do I go with Hoosiers, even though I know I'm going to be a half a second after the race starts. I think that was that race at Charlotte, wasn't it, Greg? With uh, when y'all did so well with Brett Bodine and. Uh, but they had all those crashes, and I think uh, Rick Wilson was in the hospital, and Harry Gant was in the hospital, and maybe somebody else. Maybe Richard, Nick, Richard was in the hospital. Uh, but then they brought there, you, there was a couple of. Them. Then they brought your daddy in, and it was like, "What in the heck are you doing in here?" Yeah, Harry and, <laughs> Harry and him uh, uh, looked up and said, "Damn, bud, what 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 are you doing here?" So uh, well, he got he got hit. But in all fairness, you know, we've talked about that thing for years. Brett Bodine had that car dialed in. That car had run good all week. 
and we were about the last holdout other than Marcus uh, for the good years. Um, Deb. Well, if you'll remember, Goodyear pulled out. They loaded up and pulled out, and uh, Dave Marcus was the only one that ran the Goodyear tires in the 600. He refused to, to change, and, of course, he wrecked in the 600, too. But that was during that time that uh, Buddy Baker also had his crash that resulted yep. in the blood clot on his brain. Yeah, and... Uh, one more note on this while I got to throw this out there with, with some of the useless knowledge in my brain. Uh, J.D. McDuffie won the pole at Dover driving on McCrary's. So that was quite a while That's back. Yeah, not us off the pole. There wasn't two cars <laughs> to go and he had on McCrary's and he's about the next last car. And we was already you know, go ahead and get the pole trophy or whatever. And J.D. goes out to run three tenths quicker than we did. <laughs> hey, uh, Deb, now you told me, I hope I'm not letting anything out of the bag here. You told me... Uh, uh, a few weeks ago, I guess after one of our, maybe the first or before the first show, that you might start, uh, when Atlanta rolls around, you might start getting back out to the racetrack. That's right. You know, I'm still waiting. Um, the way they're having to do it this year is similar to last year. You request your credential from, um, uh, from the track, and then you go in... The track goes through and pairs down and recommends who they want to cover the race to NASCAR, and then NASCAR signs off. And then you get your paperwork from NASCAR. And so I just got my COVID release forms and my HIPAA forms to sign from uh, my waivers and all from NASCAR yesterday. So... Right now, it looks like I have been approved and will be going to Atlanta. Well, that's great, Deb. And uh, um, so will you be there next Saturday? I guess I'm looking forward to maybe talking to you from the garage area or something. Or, or are you not going to go till Sunday? Or have you got? No, you can't go in the garage area. That's still off limits. Oh, is that um, right? Oh yeah, just like it always has been. See, the the protocol they tell you when you can come to the track because you have to go through the screening. Just like the drivers and all, you have to have your temperature checked and and you have to fill out a form for each race day as to when you were tested and if you've been tested. And now they've added the question of, it, have you been vaccinated? And then once all that's done, then you're approved. And then you have to wear a mask while you're on property. And then the... Phoenix race last year and Daytona this year are the only two times that they opened up the infield media center, but you had to pick whether you wanted to be in the press box or the infield media center, and once you went in there, that's where you had to stay, and the only time you're allowed to take off your mask is when you're eating or drinking something, so I have a feeling that the Enfield Media Center is not going to be open in Atlanta again because when I was questioning about if the arrival time was the same as last year, the person I was corresponding with with at Atlanta said that uh, he would be in the press box and he would send out the instructions later. So uh, we were told at the beginning, before the season began, that the protocol that was used last year would continue this year for at least the first two quarters. So I have a feeling it'll be the same, report two hours before the race and be in the press box. Well, Deb, your insight is is fantastic, and we love having you on the show 
as a as a regular guest. Um, or, or you're not a guest. You're you're one of the co-hosts, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, after we well, take thank this, you. thank you, welcome. And after this top of the hour break, we're going to come back with Dustin Bixby, the uh, vice president of marketing and uh, marketing and promotions at Atlanta, and uh, maybe he can give us some more insight into what's going to be. Uh, open and how they're going to do that but deb you're the best oh i know we can yep deb you're the best thank you so much for coming on and uh just give us a call next week from wherever you are i know uh as i said before nelson used to have to go find a nice quiet place to call us from and he didn't always uh wasn't always able to do that so thank you so much for all you contribute thank you appreciate you having me all right thank you you too deb help us a bunch thank you bye-bye bye that's deb williams boy i tell you what Talking about these Zoom calls, see, I think what they do, um, you know, they have those like all week long. Uh, they might, I don't know if they have one right after the race or uh, something we can ask her next week. But these uh, these Zoom calls with NASCAR, I guess, on Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that, you know, where they get all depressed together and they they talk over the computer just like uh, they were all in the same room. So uh, the way of the future, I guess. I guess. Well, <laughs> well, you look at Richard Childers. They got a they got a whole house computer system oh, sitting up there. That's unbelievable. And, and they can tell their cars what when they're gonna pit, how many tires they're gonna take, just fuel sending back out. So uh, they've got that computer stuff that down that path. Yeah, I mean, it, and the variable stuff is 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 unbelievable. It even puts tension in the steering wheel. And like Larry says, if you're going through the tire trial. Talladega. Got 10 seconds. Let me let me stop you right there. We'll talk about the simulators later. Uh, I hate to cut you off, Greg, okay. but we got five seconds, four, three. You're listening mm-hmm. to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. We are We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3, Fox Sports 1400, WSPG Spartanburg. Here's what you need to know. Good news for the Philadelphia 76ers after a scare Friday night. Joel Embiid does not have ligament damage. An MRI revealed after the game. He went down with a knee injury in the third quarter at Washington in the midst of a 127-101 Sixers victory. Embiid likely will be out at least two to three weeks recovering from a deep bone bruise. Anthony Davis is going to be out the next two weeks at least with tendon issues in his right leg. The Lakers did survive without him. 105-100 beating Indiana. Utah hammering Houston for their 15th straight loss. Donovan Mitchell scored 28 in the 114-99 decision on the college hardwood. Michigan forward Isaiah Livers is out indefinitely. He has a stress injury in his right foot. The Wolverines are in the semifinals of the Big Ten Tournament. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipe burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. 
Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That is why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you will ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Jannie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Reuben's, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, if you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome, I never slide. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. Winning takes a strong team effort, and you'll win when you trust the Kaposi Glassmart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, auto glass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors and plexiglass, mirrors, expert repair service. Plus, Kaposi Glassmart provides 24-hour emergency board-up service. Call the Kaposi Glassmart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. Kaposi Glassmart, serving the upstate since 1975. Kaposi Glassmart, helping your team win. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour. Actually, we're not going to do an hour. We're going to do 25 minutes so we can bring you uh, Presbyterian College and Moorhead State football at uh, 1130. But it's my pleasure to bring on to the show the Vice President of Marketing and Promotions at uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway, Mr. Dustin Bigsby. Good morning, Dustin. Good morning, guys. How are you all this morning? We're doing great. Did I get your title right? You, you did. It's a mouthful, I know. <laughs> no. Well, I, I just had to double-check it on my phone to make sure. Um, what I say? He's good. He is good, and we appreciate... Way up the ladder. We, we appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, I know we've had Ed Clark for years, and you have worked closely with Ed, so it's it's a pleasure having well, you on. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, happy to be here with you guys. It's uh, a week out from the uh, Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 weekend, and we are thrilled we'll be able to welcome fans back uh, after last year and, and all the craziness that went on. It has been 
2019, so we're really looking forward to it. Now, are you going to be able to have a full house, or is it going to be uh, uh, restricted in some way? It, it is. It, it's going to be socially distant. Um, we're following the, the governor's executive orders here in uh, Georgia. Governor Brian Kemp has been gracious to work with us to allow us to have stands back in the stands, but it will be socially distant. So we're looking at about 30% capacity, so we're giving everybody their six feet around them. So for the Sunday Cup race, you know, we've already reached our capacity that's been approved for the Sunday race. Um, we still have some infield camping available as well as uh, fan suites and, and some other VIP experiences, but we still have grandstand tickets available for the Sunday doubleheader, which you know we really think is probably one of the best deals in, in all of sports in terms of getting both races for a great deal. And tell us about that now. I, I, I'm not sure that I was aware you were having a doubleheader, and that's next Sunday? That is, well, no, it's next Saturday. Next Saturday. Saturday. Yep. It's the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series will uh, descend on AMS, and we'll have uh, the Freight Auction 200 followed by the Echo Park 250 on Saturday. So you get both of those series for one ticket, so you get both races and get to see a bunch of the up-and-coming folks uh uh, you know, before they make it to the Cup Series at uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway. That sounds great. Now, I know we, uh, in Spartanburg, we're only like 200 miles down the road. You can get there in a, uh, less than three hours. And But we're all, you know, we're on the Internet and uh, with our listening app. So we're actually going all over the world. My, my as stated before, my son was deployed in the East, um, in the Middle East, and, uh, you know, he listen to us it wasn't on saturday morning i'm not sure when it was but we going all around the world so i tell you what if you're listening and you can get to atlanta i can guarantee it's going to be a great show because um atlanta was always one of my favorite tracks i don't go to the track much anymore but atlanta has put on some fantastic races over the years even in the the old configuration but with the the old the new configurations pretty well established by now with i think what like 1996 or 7 is when they changed it over yep yep and and just as you said you know it's been one of the driver's favorites for years since uh since that reconfiguration and and old worn out rough surface has also really produced some some good racing you know you talk about uh a lot of uh, photo finishes there for, for a couple of years that we had that we're really well known for, but you know, one of the driver's favorite tracks and should put on a good show this uh, next weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it and, and especially the, the two races on Saturday now. You know, we have a, we used to have a lot of teams from Spartanburg and we brought a lot of trophies home from, uh, from Atlanta over the years with, uh, Bud Moore and, uh, all the teams we used to have here, Cotton Owens and uh, Mario Rossi and all that. But uh, we still got one with uh, Jeremy Clements, who is doing very well in the Xfinity Series. So uh, we'll um, be hoping Jeremy can come down there and have a good run. Now, um, uh, Dustin, you've been um, at your position now. Is this your first year or have you been there for a couple of years now in this new uh, with the title of VP of Marketing? Yeah, you, 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 you mentioned it when we first came on worked for ed clark for a bunch of years um so been there seven years um was there when we started uh i, I started when we were running on labor day um and then we we moved here to the beginning of the season you know taking back the uh the, the early february and now the march date so it's um you know been here for a couple of years uh but you know obviously when you when you try to follow somebody like an ed clark who's been around forever it's, it's tough shoes to fill um, you know, he's dead still around. He, uh, he's doing some work, uh, for Speedway Motorsports, working on trying to get the, um, 
uh, a resort casino, destination casino resort uh, put together at the Speedway, which would be a huge boon for you know the community and the racing community and everybody in this area to be able to uh, help get something like that put together. Still a lot of work to go on that in terms of getting the the, the legislator to approve and, and to get it on the ballot for, for voters here in the state of Georgia, but but could be a really cool opportunity if that could come to fruition. And that's something that Ed's been working on for the past couple years. So, you know, he's still around and, and learned a lot from him over the, the couple of years that I've been here at Atlanta Motor Speedway since, uh, since I started. Uh, Dustin, you, you know, we um, are really proud of what you guys do down there to honor our military and the um, and the flag and the folds of honor uh, part of the title of your race is um, very significant. I mean, it has a very special meaning. And what you can you tell us about that? Because I know it's uh, it's very it's very uh, patriotic. Absolutely, and and you know you you said very patriotic. The, the folds of honor is an organization that provides scholarships to the families of fallen. Uh, men and women of our armed forces. So, um, you know, they, they are a an organization that works real hard throughout the year to try to make sure that those folks that, you know, lose a parent have the ability to, to attend college, attend school, and, and further their education. And so they've been, um, you know, fulfilling that mission. They, they've partnered with the track for the past. This will be the, the sixth race that they've uh, sponsored at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Um, and, and really just trying to help them get the word out about what they do and, and how to support that organization. Um, you can go to foh.org and make a donation and learn more about the organization and what they have to do. But really an awesome organization um, from uh, uh, Dan Rooney all the way down to, to everybody that's working for it to help make um, those dreams a reality for those folks. And it's also in uh, conjunction with the fine things that uh – that Quick Trip does. They're not just a gas station. I mean, it's a, it's almost like a, a, a one stop for everything store. And That's I know exactly they, what it is. Yeah, and I think they do. If I'm not mistaken, Ed told us about something they do for uh, um, domestic violence victims. If uh, you know, it's like a safe haven if if, if you're in trouble. Yep. Yep. The, the folks at Quick Trip are, are fantastic to work with. They um, they're the ones that brought the folks of Folds of Honor to us sort of marry those two um, organizations together and, and make them the title sponsor of the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 this uh, next Sunday. Um, and so we're real excited to partner with them. And as you said, yeah, it's a, it's a place that, that's well lit up and, and one that's been definitely recognized as a place to, to come if you're having those type of issues from domestic violence. But, you know, the folks at Quick Trip are a fantastic, uh, fantastic company, um, you know, always ranked as one of the best places to work. And, you know, we're real proud to be partnered with them especially with um the reach they have there in south carolina georgia and up into charlotte as well oh they we've got several of them up here and uh they're really nice and you can you can pull in there and get just about anything you want now um, well i have to tell i have to tell deb though because i think that she's part of your crew she is unfortunately we won't have the complete media center quick trip mini quick trip in the media center set up this year because of some of the covid protocols but they, they did indicate they were going to be bringing some snacks, so there will be some stuff up in the press box from from Quick Trip for the race weekend next weekend. So that should make her day. Well, you were you listening to to her because she was on right before you, and that's exactly what she was talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's it's well known in the NASCAR media circles that yeah. the uh, the media center at Atlanta Motor Speedway is probably one of the best for the uh, the great folks at Quick Trip. You could put all the thanks on them for 
for what they do for those media folks to make sure that they're well taken care of and to bring everybody the great stories that they read and, and see about and hear about uh throughout the uh throughout the weekend well we're so proud to have deb as one of our our co-hosts so uh she's um she's every week shows how valuable she is now i know ed and i uh and the team here we in the past talked about uh and i didn't realize this um but the folds of honor every fold in the flag i know when uh, bud moore passed away they had the flag on his coffin and on my own father who was a veteran uh, back in 82 Every time the, they uh, so deliberately fold that flag, each fold has a different meaning. And isn't it 13 folds? Am I right about that? But I know each one has a, a yep. particular meaning. Yep, they, they each have a meaning, and you're absolutely right. It's, there's 13 folds when you yeah. when you take an American flag and you, you, know, you, you do the military fold. So by the time you're done, there's 13. So it's a very symbolic number for the folks at Folds of Honor. Um, we, we've done for years, recognized, that that 13 those 13 folds on our 13th lap and um you know something that that's very special to them is is that recognition of of those 13 folds um where the name folds of honor comes from um for the organization yeah that's just that's that's just wonderful now let me ask you one last thing here before we have to let you go this is a big weekend coming up, but I mean, what else do you have during the year? They, they, there must be other events that you hold there at the Speedway. Maybe not because of COVID, but uh, I, I think they did in the past. Do you have anything coming up after this weekend? We we do. We we've actually been fairly busy during COVID with some with a lot of the space that we have at the Speedway. We've been able to do a lot of drive-in experiences. We've done. Um, a driving concert series. Everybody stays pretty much in their car in their own little footprint. Um, we did a drive-through dinosaur exhibit for the kids. Um, so we've been able to do a lot of stuff. And coming up after our Bold Bonner Quick Trip 500 weekend in April, we'll have Monster Jam, the the Monster Energy um, Supercross. So we'll have both of those events coming up following the uh, the NASCAR weekend at Atlanta, and then we'll be right back at it, getting ready for the July 11th. Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart. The second NASCAR race returns, and we're really excited about that as well. Oh, that sounds great. Dustin, um, look, you just give Greg a call or, or call the station here, WSPG in Spartanburg, and uh, you got something you want to talk about, we'll have you on any time. Man, I appreciate it. And uh, if you want more information on the Speedway, you can definitely check it out on at our website, AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. Okay. Best of luck to you next week. I hope the weather holds out and it's a beautiful spring day and you uh, you fill up every seat that uh, they'll let you fill. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Okay, you mm-hmm. too. Thank you very much. That's Dustin Bixby with uh, the Atlanta Motor Speedway. And I sounds like he's got it all together there, Greg. Sounds like he's got it, got it going good. And, you know, we see a lot of good races in Atlanta. And, and it's like me and Perry talked about. Me and Perry been down there when we was little. And uh, we had a car that was running pretty good, but I think I, I had it mixed up for years. I, I was thinking Petty won it, and Ned Jarrett won that race when we played with her kids all week yeah, long. Yeah, that was the week after he saved Fireball or pulled Fireball pulled out of the fireball call out. out of the car. And Ned Jarrett's hands were still burned, and he he won the race and, and had a good run. We had a, it was a good weekend, and Glenn Jarrett said that. Uh, or Dale, one of them, or both of them, said my daddy kept him up all night snoring because we were in the next room to the Jarrett's. But <laughs> <laughs> that was a, y'all had two cars in that race, and it was also Rex White's last race. That was the uh, 
the 64 Dixie 400. That, that, that was it. And Rex actually led part of the race and it, and it blew a rear tire or something. Well, you had a screwed up pit stop. Had, had a, a bad, bad pit, yeah. But you had the fastest qualifying time. And it would have been on the pole, but you didn't run the first day. So right. uh, I got six minutes here to uh, touch on some other things. We don't want to leave out Jeremy Clements. Jeremy uh, didn't have the day we would have hoped he would have had out there at uh, Las Vegas. He finished 17th. And I heard him telling on uh, the boys on Open Mike Daily this past Wednesday that uh, he got screwed up behind a pack of cars that were coming into pits or something, and he wasn't coming in, and he sort of got trapped. And I didn't catch all of it because I, uh, I was kicking people out of the bank. But Jeremy got caught in a tough situation there, and actually it was the first car in his class. He was the first car a lap behind. So if, a race, if the race had been a little longer and if there had been another caution flag, he probably would have gotten the, uh, the lucky dog. But as it was, the winner was A.J. Allmendinger, and he's getting to be a rather regular winner uh, in this series, driving that colleague car. Daniel Hemrick was second, Brandon Jones third, Austin Sendrick fourth, Noah Cragson fifth, sixth was Michael Arnett, seventh Josh Berry, eighth Justin Haley, ninth Harrison Burton, and tenth was his brother, um, Jeb Burton. As I said, Jeremy finished 17th, and in the point standings, he took a hit. Uh, not too bad, but it knocked him back to ninth. Your point standings are uh, Austin Sendrick is first, Daniel Hemrick second, Brandon Jones third, Jeb Burton fourth, Justin Haley fifth, A.J. Allmendinger is sixth, Myatt Snyder is seventh, Harrison Burton is eighth, and 13 points behind Harrison Burton is Jeremy Clemens, and he's got a huge four-point bulge over Brandon Brown. So uh, Jeremy's still in the top ten. He's got to be in the top 16 to make the uh, chase. He needs to win a race and punch his ticket early. Well, I think it was last year he was racing Brandon Brown for to get in the, yep. you know, the points chase. So uh, it seems like they are like two magnets sticking together again. Yep. And yeah, uh, the strange how that works sometimes. Um, by the way, here's the qualifying. Uh, well, they didn't qualify. Here's the way they assigned the, uh, the uh, starting lineup for the, get this. The 17th annual call 811 before you dig 200. I mean, that's a clever, uh, easy to remember name there. The call before you dig 200. Uh, Daniel Hemrick's on the pole. Brandon Jones is second. Sendrick is third. Almondinger fourth. Haley is fifth. And Jeb Burton is sixth. And we look down the line here. Jeremy will be, go, be going off 13th on the inside of the uh, seventh row beside none other than Santino Ferrucci who sounds like he's from Italy, but he's from Connecticut. Uh, I did not say, the, uh, although we've already made our picks, who the, uh, how, the, how they assigned the qualifying uh, for the, the cup race tomorrow. But Keselowski is on the pole. Kyle Larson is second. Hamlin is third. Christopher Bell is fourth. Truex fifth. Elliott seventh. I mean sixth. Kyle Busch seventh. Ryan Blaney eighth. Joey Logano's ninth, and William Byron, your pick, Greg, is starting 10th tomorrow. They got 38 cars, and uh, so they will go off. Uh, well, let me do that right now. The uh, television, Xfinity race, pre-race today on FS1 at 5 to 5.30. The race will actually be from 5.30 to 8. Uh, maybe you get to watch a little of it. I hope so there, Alan. <laughs> and it's on FS1. This is from Phoenix. And the uh, cup race tomorrow, 
They've got a pre-race show on FS1 from 2 to 3. From 3 to 3.30, it's on uh, Fox. And the race is scheduled from 3.30 to 7 uh, on Fox. Alan, got about a minute. Well, uh, get out here and support Crowder's Rest Speedway tonight. I know Mr. Wilson, he's probably already headed that way. Hope he's got his place up in the grandstands over at Crowder's Rest. Going to see a lot of good action over there tonight. I'd like to thank the people over at Bojangles over on Nashville Highway. They listen to us every week. Is that right? Yes, it Well, does. that's, I'll tell you what. You know, they used to judge the quality of a community by how many Starbucks they have. But what I understand now, the, the benchmark is how many Bojangles you've got. So, uh, love Bojangles. Gregory, what you got for about 30 seconds? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm just like Perry. I love Bojangles chicken and then biscuits and all that stuff. They got good stuff. But, yeah. I'm tickled to death with a lot of these young guys. Simulators, no simulators. They run good, and 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 Byron, I got him. He's starting tenth and everything. I'm just tickled to death of the whole thing. We got warmer weather coming. Things are settling down. This vaccine thing appears, without a doubt, to be working. Think things things get back. Tickled to death. We got Deb Smith in on here, and thanks to Lanny and Deb Williams, and. Uh, where I'm looking for a good year. Helton said the same thing, and even people at NASCAR. Th- things are going to get better. Well, they are, and uh, like uh, Alan said, support your local track. Next week, we'll be talking a little bit, a lot about the, the dirt race at Bristol. Try to have somebody on from Bristol. Try to have somebody that ran on dirt. Like uh, I'm not going to make any promises, but we'll try to have a good old veteran driver, retired or not, for next week. And uh, uh, Bristol is going to be something to see, and I, I can't wait to see how that plays out. Well, don't forget, we got the Super Late Miles going in there the weekend before the NASCAR boys go in. Okay. And Brandon Shepard has already cut a 15-second lap up there. That's, that's fast. You know, I heard that. that. Fast. I heard it. Larry found it on, on the Internet or something. I said, 15 flat on a dirt, on a Bristol dirt track. They moving on hauling the mail. Yep. Okay, so we're going to cut away now a little early. We'll be back and try to do a full show for you next week. Um, Stay tuned for uh, Presbyterian College Football with Ryan Clary. Uh, They're playing Moorhead State. So we'll be back next week, and we appreciate everybody for listening. Natalie, get our table ready and keep it between the fences. See you next week. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Listen to our programming anywhere on the web at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports 1400, WSBG Spartanburg. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of